Oh, it's your favorite time of the week. All your work is done, and it's time to relax. So come, grab some friends, and let's get lit and join the rotation. You are now in the rotation with Suncoast Normal. We are your host, your Suncoast Normal Executive Board, and we say it's time to legalize it. We're usually late because I'm late, but today I can tell you that it's not me. Although people often call me the late Gary Stein, it's not because of the fact that I'm dead. What are you talking about? We are late because of you. <laughs> oh, yeah, but we're Chris. I, well, it doesn't matter. You're the guy that does the introduction. Uh, if that's the introduction time, then it's Sunday. <laughs> and time to jump with both feet into the rotation. From 1714 7th Street in Ybor City, where it all began, this is your Sunday church. This is your rotation. I am Gary Stein, your political uh, director of Suncoast Normal. Thank you, virtual crowd. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> and I am the official master of public health of our uh, two out of three trio today. And to my right, your left, is our deputy director, Carlos Jose Armida, and our official uh, faux Cuban. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he's Cuban in, you know, in lineage, but if he wasn't atheist, he'd be uh, eating salami with it. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> no, actually, you're, talking, you're, you're confusing my vegetarianism with my. Atheism. Is that what it is? I thought all atheists were vegetarian. No, no, that they they are mutually exclusive. I just so you know, he is atheist because of his biting admiration to rock. Isn't that right? What the fuck? <laughs> Anyways. we 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 have had a number of things going on with the cannabis industry and. Uh, we're going through changes like we have some from the very beginning and we've gone through so many changes it's almost hard to uh, collect them our friend ron watson when he goes out and starts giving a history of the cannabis program in florida his five-minute presentation is now like a half hour before he even gets past the first year or so but one of the presidents that have been there from the very beginning is our guest today senator jeffrey brandis of st petersburg jeffrey how you doing today i'm doing great thank you I always figured it was it was important for you to get involved in this industry because for those people who are into the history of this whole thing, uh, originally when we had the Unified States Act before we had the uh, the Cannabis Act of uh, rather Marijuana Act of 1937, uh, there was this unification of, of states out in the West to try to make it legal state uh, illegal state by state, and mm -hmm. uh, that was funded by William Randolph Hearst in the timber industry. So wouldn't it be ironic? Right that somebody would actually regulate it and, and, and legalize it here in the, in the present who has family involved in the lumber industry. That's right. To an, to an extent. <laughs> to, a, to, to a large extent, yeah. That's what we do. Everything comes back full circle. Yeah, I, Jeffrey's family is a, uh, involved in a, a huge lumber industry for multi-generational. 
just like a lot of the farmers that, that are trying to get involved in the business here are multi-generational and they're having a trouble moving forward. We have had Jeff here kind of like moving the industry along from the very beginning. How did you get swept into 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 cannabis issues? Was it, was it Matt liber- Gates who I'm a, you along? I'm a libertarian, uh, I would say. And so, you know, for me, this is kind of like the, the perfect issue to get involved. Adults make adult decisions and personal freedom and individual responsibility. So, so as somebody who public in and, uh, and tries to do that in every area of public policy, uh, this is the perfect, perfect policy area to get involved in and try to figure out how many areas of public policy are there that are totally like green fields to work in. And the green fields, because there really was no foundational policy to allow, allow this in the state. And so we had to design it. So you, you basically had a, uh, a blank slate to, to draw from. Yeah, Although they had a blank slate that we drew. And we had other states that actually did it. The question was whether they did it right. We heard all these t- talk and still hear talk about the wild, wild. West, uh, even and, and even even uh, Massachusetts was when they started doing legalization before we did, I suppose. But I was wondering how do you conflate being a libertarian with having to spend a good portion of the time creating regulations? Well, I mean, the the question uh, fundamentally isn't about the regulations; it's about the the right. And so Florida chose to use this vertical integration model that I would argue doesn't work. One that I argue that should be done away with, right? This forced vertical integration. And it team that I think is has become a disaster. You know, if you if you want to go to a place where there's not enough product, where there isn't comp- competition, where there isn't real uh, consumer the mar- medical marijuana industry in Florida, uh, in many jurisdictions, there's maybe one, one maybe two providers. There really isn't a, a lot. Going of of you know differentiation between the product, but there's a lot of uh, competition or, or or frankly even supply that's been normalized, and so that because of the crazy vertical integration structure that the legislature put in place a decade ago. Now we've always felt that, that cannabis is a um, is, is a bipartisan issue, in part because it's, if you if you poll the populace. They are bipartisan about this. We have this as, as many folks on the right as the left who mm-hmm. want to see this uh, legalized, at least medically, if, if not uh, for adult use. Right. And yet we, we still have, have partisanism in many legislatures across the country. I mean, South Dakota is a part and parcel of that where they voted in a uh, ballot initiative that was actually voted down by the legislature and by the, and by the executive branch. Mm-hmm. Did you see partisanism as, as a major block? To getting um, uh, no, I see, is, I see, I see. Courage is a major block to doing anything. This, right this is this is an issue that isn't a partisan issue at all. It just has to actually fix it, and it takes the courage of leadership to actually allow the fix to happen. This isn't a, always, this is a courage issue. It always seemed to me that conservatives should be championing this issue. So I really appreciate you for for. Uh, the words you're saying, man, but uh, it, 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 you know, Gary says that this, and, and both you guys are really like pushing that this this isn't a partisan issue, and I agree. I think both Republicans and Democrats 
want to see cannabis legalized. But uh, how it's regulated is definitely partisan. And I re- definitely see the cons- the Republicans in the state looking for big cannabis to be a part uh, of, of uh, the movement. And it's in direct contradiction with their core beliefs. And I, I thank you really for, for, for standing up and, and for really uh, representing, you know, how this should be, should happen. This should be a free system. This should be vertical in, integration really is, is screwing up everything when it comes to cannabis in the state. And um, I, I, I really thank you for that. Um, but it, it does seem weird. So like w- with what Biden came out with recently saying that, um, you know, governors should, uh, 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 should re, you know, re reassess how everything's going on. And I, I swear I'm going to be done in a second. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you think about Biden, uh, and, and, you know, coming out saying that, and what do you think our chances of DeSantis, uh, playing along? Uh, well, are- well, I think the chance, the chances are zero. Um, uh, I think the Biden did was not, not so much the, the getting rid of the, the penalty. I think it was mostly that there was a discussion about rescheduling. I think long-term, that's going to have a lot we need to see. Once we deschedule, well, then it's, you know, then, then we can have a much broader conversation because it allows the system and it really begins to legitimize the whole operation against, you know, versus the federal backdrop of, of you know, no schedule, but it's schedule one drug. I mean, <laughs> I, I realize that, uh, you know, we, we still have a federalist system, especially when it comes to cannabis is concerned. We, we have a, a crazy quilt of, of uh, different regulations across the country, every state doing their own thing, basically. Right. And uh, so what, what it, I can get a uniform policy in regards to uh, pardons and expungements. But it, it it comes down to a, a human issue at the at the end of the day, doesn't it? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think at the end of the day, you should do it. I mean, it just to me, it's that's good criminal justice reform. Freeze these people up to go on live the rest of their lives, not to declare themselves a or anything like that. So I think those are all positive things, and I think frankly, it's just a, it's just a mental shift as it comes to marijuana policy over the last few decades. And of course, we, we've seen some major shifts, at least on the, on the public side. But there, you know, there have been uh, uh, some legislation that, that's moved it forward. You did a fantastic job over these last uh, almost 10 years now uh, working on, on the, the cannabis program. I remember when we first got the uh, Amendment 2 finished, and there was a rush to do the best bill, essentially, to get the whole program started. There was the Brandis bill, and there was all the rest of them. <laughs> <laughs> So we worked out really early. We, yeah, we worked really hard with the, the country to kind of identify the best practices from around the country and put them all in one place in one piece of legislation. One allowed for, I mean, it doesn't prohibit it, but, but it definitely says you don't have to do it. Um, and it allows for, I mean, the big problem we have with vertical integration is listen, if McDonald's had to grow the cows and the tomatoes and everything else to, you know, and the wheat to make uh, the regular hamburger. Like there would be super, you know, that's just not what they do. Right. And, and so when you're forcing a marijuana, the, the supplier, the distributor, the, you know, the men, many of them could be in that business. Sure. Uh, but do they want to be in all 
workforces that business. No, the, the amount of capital required to be into the business in the business is astronomical. I mean, you want to get the marijuana, you, you better walk in the door with forty million dollars and have forty million dollars lined up behind it. Yeah, and that, and that is an issue. I mean, and, and it continues to be an issue in part because uh, it's been such such a long time since they actually have have actually released any new uh, licenses to create not only to create competition but uh, to create new new products out there and, and and keep quality high i mean people really expected to get you know product out there like Ru uh, ruth chris steakhouse but we seem to be dealing with taco bell meat instead yeah well <laughs> which is, you know, I, i'm not surprised that ain't this is what meat. happens when you don't have competition in the marketplace that shit ain't meat <laughs> that that should make you happy though doesn't it <laughs> you're taco bell you know you're not going to get any meat so you're, you're good but we don't have we, we don't have a standard for quality unless there's some kind of profit motive in it yeah in, in a lot of the uh multi-state organizations that have uh included themselves in the marketplace mostly by buying up licenses of, of, of places that decided that they weren't going to grow. They were just going to uh, see what they could do to sell it, kind of like uh, regifting on eBay. Right. Yeah, listen, if you want to go back and do like a 30-second history lesson on this, it's, it's pretty simple, right? The state out the gate, they, they, this was done by people who definitely inserted this language that said, well, these licenses have to go to people who've been in the business for 30 years. Any 101 attorney, you know, one first year your lawsuit it would realize that hey let's for 30 years but not having been in the business for 30 years is to buy the shares of the company that was in the business for 30 years level 30 years um and that's what they did so they go out and these guys these go from you know growing you know whatever uh, uh sunflowers but they have a marijuana license and they were making three million dollars of revenue before uh and making a five now they're now, just the license alone is worth $10 million to their business. Their business off uh, for the for just the license, not even caring about the sunflowers anymore. Now, the, this company owns a license, and then they inject $30 million worth of capital to build the greenhouse, build the distribution and processing facilities that they need. And that, that, then they're in the business, and they can claim, hey, I was in the business. Weren't, but And that's not how it was sold to the legislature. But effectively, they bought the shares. Uh, so for purposes of the law, well, they, they complied. I mean, you and I talked about the fact that the, we need to find some way to keep these licenses from being uh, peddled so 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 quickly and so often, and, and conglomerating with with out of state organizations. Because I'm certain that when you guys originally intended this to happen, it was to to make Floridians. Be the, the the drivers of the business and not mm. out of state organizations. I mean, I think. Look, I think originally passed the intent of the people who inserted that language into the bill uh, was. To help, I mean, to be honest, I, like I don't think it was. To, I don't think it was to help Floridians or anything. What's effectively happened is it, they're, they're, I, I'm not sure, but a handful of people in Florida still companies anymore. Um, for the ma vast majority of these companies are owned by large out-of-state capital to, to, to be in the business. And frankly, you know, we've given out one minority license from South Park. Uh, we have to have one <laughs> one, one, one African-American in the group. 
Um, and, and, you know, that, that's just, uh, I mean, that's an affront on so many levels. So one license is going to be good enough, enough. And frankly, you know, I would be surprised if the Pickfords went out and sold their license rate, cashed in on that and just said, hey, well, we, we had a minority license. We're going to sell it because it's just, you know, it's a, and, and they go out, they don't actually get the business. They just sell that license. But this, this is the problem. You basically can't be a small business and be in the marijuana business in Florida versus other states where if you, all you want to do is process, right? right? We'll, get, we'll get it from everybody. We'll do the lab and we'll process it, turn it into whatever we're going to turn it into. You can't be in that business. You either have to be in all of them or none of them. Frankly, getting into all of them is virtually impossible. I guess part of the problem we had is we went ahead and, in part because of the constitutional amendment that, that uh, came from Amendment 2, uh, we, we have a situation. Hold on a second. There you go. I'll drink two. Got to have my coffee quite late, otherwise my brain doesn't, uh, doesn't activate. No, but it's... Uh, this is definitely not the intention of United for Care. No. Um, yeah, like this, uh, uh, you know, uh, you have this whole, like the, the Redner case that happened where, um, you know, it all came down to whether it was or or and, <laughs> you know, and all these people arguing about it. And it's just absolutely ridiculous. The fact that this this state, um, doesn't look at states like, like Las Vegas and like how tourism could affect this state. Uh, you know, marijuana tourism could explode. Tourism is already such a huge part of the Florida economy. Um, how could, uh, you know, um, the, the safe and um, smart and safe act, um, how, how do you feel about uh, this new petition initiative to legalize adult use? Uh, in this state, have you t- taken a look at it? Uh, I haven't Senator specifically Brandis? taken a look at that, but I've pr- I've previously supported other adult use cannabis petitions. You know, I, th- I think you know you, even the even the medical marijuana industry wants it because based on what they can grow to, and they they want a whole new market. And and you know this is why marijuana industry understands that 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 vertical integration doesn't work. They're happy that that have, but basically let them you know, run the first three laps of the one mile race um, already established in all these markets. But I think now what they would prefer to do is to to free up some of the capital by selling off grow facilities um, and basically allowing them to, to, to be in a variety of different lines if they choose to versus being forced to do the whole thing. They just can't grow, grow fast enough staying in just medical. Yeah. But- the main criticism behind smart and safe is that it doesn't allow for home grow. Um, but then again, like hey. the petition initiative only has to be one, one, uh, one subject subject. Yeah. Um, no, no, I, so, I agree. But the home grow is the hardest part too. Yeah. But there's also a petition initiative that, that's in the works. Like it's in the pipeline specifically for home grow. And I, I believe smart and safe Florida is, is helping to support that. I'm not entirely sure. But I mean, it, but, it, so who, so who's backing, you know, you know, smart and safe Florida? Is that the medical marijuana industry? I think it's yeah, the truly industry. Yeah, it's truly, truly. Okay, so so truly doing it. Of course, it's going to ban. It's that's listen. They're they're not altruists here. Right? <laughs> they're they're business people, right? They're a buck just like everybody else. And yeah. what, what's the biggest way for them to 
make a buck will grow into the exponentially more customers and have half the headache. And you know, why wouldn't we do that when we're already in the thing? But listen, you know, sometimes the Baptists and the bootleggers can figure out a way to, to get along and maybe we can find a way to move this forward. Um, well, um, I know that uh, the, the person who is probably going to be uh, in the spot of the uh, Commissioner of Agriculture is, is one, one of your fellow uh, Somalian warlords, and mm -hmm. so, which means that understands uh, the mechanism of power and, and, and the and individual freedom and things of that sort. He's an agricultural entrepreneur. You would think that that would mean he would be uh, in favor of smaller entrepreneurs in the, in the agribusiness as opposed to just, well, egg land's best. But uh, do, you, do you see a change uh, coming with the, the change in leadership there? Not a good one. I think that, I, I, I think that, that, I mean, listen, you know, while I don't have issues with policy, uh, I think her and I are probably pretty well aligned on the marijuana policy um, and wanting to see this market grow in Florida and, and frankly, just getting government out of the way and letting, uh, I think there is a way to do it that, that is the right way to do it. I think that, um, you know, grow just throws in a whole bunch of issues that frankly, I think the legislature would just find as a bridge to think that, you know, the, the legislature just doesn't really even want to talk about marijuana anymore. They, they, they're, they did two, two years of it. And then they just said, nah, we're not going to talk about it. And definitely the governor presidential he's got to win a presidential republican primary so i don't see him pushing for it at all and I, I think that president simpson um will you know i, I help the industry nearly as much unless it's probably helping the established industry and of course we uh, we, we i'm not sure but we're going to see some uh, some seismic change in the way things are working, because we, we got new uh, president of the Senate, we got a new speaker coming up. Do you, do you see any major changes there? No, not at all. I mean, Gary, listen. listen the, the, I was just being so, hopeful for a second, you know? Uh, yeah, but like, listen, DeSantis is running for president in 2024. I mean, it's like the worst kept secret in, in, in Florida, right? <laughs> and so, so you hold every, everything up to the light of what does this do for his presidential chances do is it's not gonna hurt him at all i mean doesn't doesn't hurt him uh if he does something big it be seen as hurting him in a republican primary he's not worried about the general honest like it is not the general election that he cares about he's got to win republican nominations amongst republicans that that's what his concern is that is why that's you know that's is going on, and that's why the marijuana conversation will, will not go on. I mean, they expect uh, a lot of the folks in the marijuana industry to be in a, a cannabis bubble, essentially, thinking that all the voters are single-issue voters, which they're not, and uh, they think it, it, it's the most important issue, which, which, of course, it's not, especially after the devastation of the last hurricane and this, this insurance ridiculous uh, thing we, we got going in the state of Florida right now, as well as uh, affordable housing, also being an issue, also being these major issues, and of course, we do see that. However, that the cannabis industry does kind of creep into those issues in in part 
when we're talking about again the expungements of records to, from from personal possession which oftentimes stops people from getting involved in these other things and and helping out that kind of situation listen i think Republicans are going to come in with an overwhelming win in in, in november i mean there, there's likely to come senators they're going to have two-thirds majority in both chambers and you know and i want to talk about marijuana at all i mean you're you're basically in marijuana stasis right now i mean this <laughs> issue they, they've had authorizations to issue these what dozen 20 for years now right and the legislature and the law says you should issue these licenses and they can't even right and and because you know we should be a world awash of licenses and i think we're licenses eventually but nobody grows because they're, they're they they can't generate the kind of revenue cram because again they're three laps in into a one mile race already and of course we we worked real hard to try to block these caps even uh, president simpson also worked hard to uh, to stop the caps from uh, from going down over the last couple of years and yet all of a sudden there was an emergency rule that came out of nowhere that basically hit hit the industry in the back of the head we, we didn't see it coming so kudos to those guys who figured out how to do it without without including us <laughs> as in your constituents and and the rest of the state well i mean uh, i have was, at least my input possible sure well look, look at how the administration's conversation has changed over time cartel we should get break up the cartel and now and then it was after that statement was made silence with minor tinkering um to the negative right actually uh in in the tinkering that they did do and then you know in the last what four years we've issued to the to the pig for license or i mean maybe they've issued others because the courts required we have a couple for sale in there or at least last year or the year before there was a couple for sale out of georgia major new market entrance into the space and that's because it's cost prohibitive in, in some areas are already getting the needs met and there's they're, they're, they're already saturated which, which is why they use because they're they're, they're they're realizing that there's a cap on what they can grow to in Florida. And of course, we have the chaos uh, theory, which means you know nature will always find a way to to get around any issues, whether you want it to or not. And that that seems to be the way the cannabis industry tends to grow. You, you know, you might put a regulation in there; it will find a way around it. If 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 profit is the ultimate motive. I, I rarely see anything where, where the patient is the is the actual goal. It's oh no, there's, there's care the, the basically the goal when writing this legislation was them kicking and screaming, right? Like they didn't want to do it; they were forced to by the by. And when they did, chose to do is put in the most restrictive, least consumer friendly possible for doing it. Like if you were going to be if you were going to write something that says, all right, just our cronies do it, and and they're going to have the entire market of Florida defense legislatively for for years and use the power of the, the, the law and our unlimited budget to do it out of, out of this business, um, and we're going to make it really hard by, by limiting the amount of, of CCs that even qualify for it, then that's what the Florida legislature did, like taking the Constitution amendment and doing as much as you could statutorily to push back against it 
and, and we, 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 we've seen a, a lot of pushback and I, I'm, it's now you're you, you've turned out and uh, you, you're gonna actually find yourself having more days. family time I, I got 24 days you know I'm, I'm still in <laughs> for 24 days all those of the the sands in the hourglass now I mean, yeah, 24 days is still plenty of time to cause as much trouble as possible, <laughs> even off session. That's true. <laughs> you never, never quite know. I mean, you, you could actually you know, start, <clears throat> start uh, transporting hemp across the lines by putting it in the pockets of Venezuelans having have to, have to, have to get it back from Martha's Vineyard afterwards. But uh, we, we, we hope that that, that was a, an immigration joke. Yeah, we're, we'll, we'll, miss get, that. we'll get into that. So, <laughs> <laughs> Brandis, what are your plans after after you're out of office? Yeah, I was getting to that. Yeah, so so, <laughs> so the things I've cared about on what I was in the legislature over the last couple of years has really been criminal justice, property insurance, transportation, and housing policy as well. Um, but, but you know, I didn't go very far. Uh, so I think focus on those areas really want. I'm starting in the process of starting a, a not really a think tank, but a area that's focused on best practices and, and trying to bring best practices to the legislature. I mean, I think what you says is nobody's bringing them the best ideas. They're getting spoon fed a bunch of lobbyist ideas, but in the best ideas, the staff isn't spending its time best working on the best ideas. And we've got to, we've got to come around the country and bring them to Florida. Now, I, I can't say that our state actually had any hand in it. I know that uh, the person who won the mega, mega ball lottery the other day actually came from Fort Myers, which so, so kudos to them for picking the right place to, uh, to give out that award. Hopefully that guy is going to be altruist and uh, help out his country. But what did you think about the fact that how, how they built that Sanibel Bridge uh, back in, in only three days as a transportation guy? Well, I mean, I think that's, that's just great engineering, right? I mean, it's shows you one probably with the structural beams and the structural support were okay and so really that was just bringing in the i'm glad it happened i think it's exciting and, and it just shows that the ingenuity is things done when we won't really want to so so was that the best practice and the expediency in the way they had it done oh uh, yeah absolutely it seems like that was that was the best practice. much better than that I'm always concerned is, you know, it, it, that the legislature are, are the best stewards as possible for our, our, our tax dollars. And then we, we, sometimes we, some years we're, we're way ahead and some years we're way short. We, we want to make certain that we get as much bang for our buck. And to see something like that happen is, is encouraging because we've seen a lot of waste in the past. No, I think there are areas, I think there are areas of policy where Florida its buck. Education is one area where I think it gets really, really good bang for its buck. Uh, there are places I think we get to system housing affordability. We are, we are, we are terrible, like literally terrible policy. Property insurance, we're the worst in the country. Um, and this is, you know, pocketbook issue. So, I mean, I think there are tons of areas where we can get a lot better. Transportation, Florida is actually a leader in transportation. If you look at, you know, how, how we effectively we spend dollars, we're, we're, we're actually very good. And Well, it's, part, it's partly could be right. they made this decision not to, you know, I'm glad, you know, it's great that they chose not to tax it, tax it. They would have, they would have then seen the fruit of that, that 
the tax and they would have wanted to they would have wanted to grow that base of tax so it would have like leaned them toward had they actually started taxing them now with, with the uh, with our last couple of bad years did you did you see uh, real estate actually increasing in florida or are we are we still stuck on a um, an, an economic model that's basically based on growth yeah we're absolutely stuck on a well i mean entire history has been based on growth right so we've never known a really a time where Florida decades has not grown and we're growing exponentially now, uh, you know, like 800 people a day, or even with the downturn, you're still seeing, you know, hundreds and hundreds of people move to this, to the state of Florida, uh, in other States, uh, which is why I think our marijuana policies have to get better to reflect that. You know, we should allow them to participate in the market as well without having to go see a new doctor. Uh, we should allow people country to use their medical marijuana on cars in Florida, but Florida doesn't do that, and I don't know why. Yeah, I was wondering that we have 120 million approximately tourists every year, and that's that's what we're, we're kind of mm -hmm. hovering at, and yet we don't allow any of them to go ahead and access our market when they get here, and that leaves all right. the tax burden on, on on the Floridians, kind of like what happened in Orlando when they took away the uh, the, the Disney's treaty so that Orange County and Osceola County would have, have to pick up the pace. Well, they're not going to take away that treaty let's just be honest work it but that thing ain't going away i mean give me a break they, they this was fire ready aim like let's shoot them and then we'll figure out what we actually want to do that the, the, you understand that well, policy that, actually that, that policy on on disney actually didn't do it and they're going to do something down the road but it isn't going to be what everybody thought, thought they were going to do well, that's that's good to hear. I mean, a lot of times there's a lot of these political bill uh, moves are political, as as opposed to realistic. They're done for, for political purposes as, as opposed to actually trying to get things done, which drives me crazy because we're we're trying to educate the public, and yet we can't tell them that what they see is exactly what's happening. An immigrant that's being pulled from uh, from Texas, uh, it dropped off at. Uh, <laughs> In, in South Florida, and then brought up the West, are not just doing you know tours of the Kennedy estates. They're actually being illegally moved for political reasons only. I, I don't, don't see any benefit to the state there. And yet, well, I mean, there, there's, 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 that there, what, there's no, but, but there's, there's a benefit to. What, what was that? Right. I mean, there, I said there's a Republican primary. Yeah. To be president of the United States, right? I mean, that's the yeah. benefit. Yeah. To the decision. <laughs> well, to the governor, right? But you got to hold every decision up to that light, right? That's what's going on here. Like, does this help? Does this hurt? Right? This is well, right stuck now, in stasis. You... This is why medical marijuana policy is stuck in stasis. This is why you're going to see major movement uh, uh, probably as a special session before, before January. Because he's kind of, kind of, Kind of has to, you know, for the insurance purposes. For yeah, yeah, you could shut down the housing market of the state of Florida if you. This is this is quickly becoming the number one issue in the state. I can tell you, my, my daughter had moved back in the house because her rent was moved, was changed from twelve hundred a month to twenty one hundred a month, and so uh, her and her roommate yeah. uh, went went back Listen, to their respective this, parents' houses. This year's pol the the issues on this year's public policy is. Property, property insurance and housing affordability. 
you know, and then hurricane recovery and hurricane dollars, uh, specifically because the Senate president was like, she's going to put tons of focus on that. Uh, um, as she should, you know, I'm not blaming for it. Um, those are the, I think the three primary areas of policy that are going to have to be are going to be addressed this year. Anything else, but I know those three will. They have to, right? You, you, you can't have rents can't have property insurance going up exponentially, and you're going to have to ultimately rebuild it, rebuild where Ian was. Well, I got to tell you, uh, going back to Tallahassee and not, not getting a chance to hang out at your office and, and say hi to Vanessa and then throw a piece of legislation at us that may or may not ever get <laughs> to the ground is, is going to be missed desperately. But you get a chance to actually get out of that seat and get a view from 10,000 feet. And I'm hoping well, that you'll well, be one of our well, as, a, as a pilot, I really, literally hope it's from 10,000 feet. Um, yes, I'm excited to come back home. I'm excited to start working on the, the, my policy groups that I'm working on. I'm actually building. Some, so uh, uh, I'm, I'm really, really focused on on figuring that that space out. The goal is to stay involved. I I have a if I have an addiction, it's public policy addiction. I love I love finding solutions for some of these things and they're doable and frankly if republicans would focus and realize that most young republicans are libertarians and they just want smaller government and they would versus the big government marijuana policies that we have in florida today we would be a lot better off so senator brandis uh, i i realize that there's no chance uh in the short term but maybe down the road maybe we could get you to run for governor uh we'll see what the future Hey, that's not a no. That's not a no. <laughs> no, no, I mean, you know, I, 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 we'll see if I ever would consider running. For, I don't think I would consider running for governor if that was op- even an option. My skill set would lean itself to, but I, I, I think there are great people out there that I would love to support for governor. Cool. Do you have any endorsements for this election, or you're not, not, not allowed to ask? No, listen, right, right now, um, you know, I, I'm really just endorsing in, in the local area. What I see from polling and what I've seen from talking to to kind of people in the know that, you know, DeSantis is likely to win by eight to 10 points. And if that happens, it's going to get a huge, huge bump because people aren't going to vote for DeSantis and then go vote for, for you know, go down ballot and not vote for other Republicans. Well, I, I get scared about following polls because I see – you know, St. Uh, the St. Petersburg poll doing one thing, and then other polls on the other side of the state seem to be totally di- diametrically opposed to that. And it all depends, I guess, on what data set you, you decide to uh, to adopt For, to Peter, put out your results. Peter's polling is actually pretty good. So, I mean, I, I would, you know, his his polling is actually pretty good. I, you know, I think that that you're likely to see the Republicans come back with two thirds majority, and I think you're likely to see the governor. And all the cabinet positions run by run by Republicans happen. Like, you know, if I was going to bet, you know, whatever, like betting on that that happening, I think that this is just it's just they don't the Democrats never had the resources. And frankly, it's always always the party in power in Washington that is going to that has kind of the headwinds, and, and definitely they had the. Headwinds now between this and inflation and everything that Biden's doing, uh, Republicans are going to are going to clean up in Florida. It may probably more so than any. 
Now, I agree. Yeah, uh, one, one quick initiative, uh, one quick, quick question. What, of, of all the years that you worked in the, in, the, uh, in the legislature, both in the House and the Senate, are you the most proud of as far as developing policy? I mean, most proud of that I was, what I'm most proud of is frankly that I was a, a, a voice of interest, that I wasn't tied to either party, that I was, I was equally just as much or more of my, my Republican colleagues' policies. And, and frankly, that I, and a lot of times, right? I mean, the amount of things that I voted against that ultimately got thrown out by the courts or the amount of policies that I, I opposed that ultimately got passed under somebody else's name. Uh, but, but was it, I mean, that, that's, there's no greater kind of, uh, 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 you know, says than to see your policy ideas getting passed, even if it's not even your name on it. Um, so the thing are, are a lot of the work that we've done that frankly has gone unseen. We have been a different voice and an independent voice in an otherwise chaotic, able to bring a common rational mind. Well, you've, you've been big into new, new technologies. I've been looking forward to autonomous cars in more than just St. Petersburg and the villages. And, and you, right. you were going in that direction, so I greatly appreciate that. Now you got to get into cloning because we got to get another Jeff Brandis in the Senate if you want to go ahead and do something else. <laughs> Good libertarians that believe in freedom, right, and want less government and, frankly, hold people accountable. And, and Milton Friedman always famously said, he says, you're never going to get the right people in office. He says the best you can hope for is for the wrong people to do the right thing. Like so how do we find more ways to make it possible do the right thing? All right. Senator, thank you so much for coming on and, and, and talking with us. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that you're uh, in favor of getting all those uh, expungements through and maybe you can be a, be a part of uh, at least some chance that we can get more, more people uh, <clears throat> away from their own records, away from their worst day. You got it. Thanks, Gary. Okay. Thank you all. All right. Take care. Thanks, Senator Reyes. Just a cool guy, you know. Absolutely, and it's going to be hard to get bills passed without a friendly who, who who talks to both parties, and that's constantly an issue that we had to deal with. We had some bills that the Republicans would take up, some bills that, that the Democrats would take up. The Democratic policies, oftentimes, even when they're totally bipartisan, like <clears throat> when when, Aaron, when Learned was working with Roche, and and he uh, got through a, a bipartisan bill, we thought. Wow, isn't that fantastic looking at that? And yet the legislature turned it around and said, oh, no, we can't have a bipartisan thing going forward. Let's, <laughs> let's just kill it because it's not 100% one side or the other. And we, we got to start moving away from that, and I just don't know how. Well, I mean, Brandis understood that, uh, you know, this really represented his ideals and uh, took forward. I mean, I remember uh, at our normal lobby days, I, I believe you were in the room as well, but like, you know, seeing Jimmy Johnston who was, you know, dreadlocks and wearing his We For Warriors shirt, not not exactly wearing a suit or anything like that. Not the typical, not exactly, no. Not the typical lobbyist, a great freaking guy, but not the typical lobbyist and no. sitting there in Brendis's office and saying, hey, like, is there any way that we could get like, free bed cards for veterans and Brandis was like click that's an that's an idea that i want to go for and uh yeah we had it written up in 24 hours and, and filed didn't we yeah 
yeah so uh uh to have people whether they're republican democrat libertarian who just want to do the right thing i think is important and um it's a shame that uh you know uh one of them is termed out well to all the legislatures who are who are chiming in today or watching us on one of the replays we have bills for you mm -hmm. <laughs> we, we want to get them filed this year we got a lot of them filed through brandis in the last few years we actually got one passed as an amendment in that the deadbeat uh bill uh deadbeat uh, dispensary bill it basically stated that uh if if you have a license and you have you spend two years and don't produce, you lose your license, and that I think that 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 is very very fair, especially in the way that the market is working here in Florida. And I was absolutely floored when I heard that the when I heard the chair of that particular committee say that was asked, "Is this a friendly amendment?" And they said, "Yes," and I said, "What?" <laughs> it's, it, it, I mean, our friendly amendment is actually friendly to somebody else as well. That's fantastic. But you think about it, we are talking about human libertarian rights, the right to work, the right to uh, free market, the right less to, government regulation, the right to not be discriminated against because of using cannabis as your medicine when you're involved in, in health care, like per, institutions, hospitals, liberties, exactly yeah. right. <clears throat> the, the right to have reciprocity. So if you come to Florida on vacation, you don't leave on probation. Yeah. Plain and simple. We, we should have full reciprocity. We should have a wider expansive uh, qualifying diseases so the doctors don't have to twist themselves around into a reverse pretzel mm -hmm. i think i think that's a yoga position but i'm not quite certain i don't know to, uh, to get that done and of wild. course home grow like you said it's, that's gonna be very tough for florida because the people who are currently in power can't seem to regulate it now I, that is basically the issue uh they're <laughs> they say it's because of the fact they don't want diversion of product that's people are, are growing the stuff in their backyard and passing it out for halloween that is not the case i mean halloween it. would be a lot cooler if they did though and the guys who have grow houses they don't like the kids well enough to go ahead and give away their stuff yeah they would rather make a profit from They'd it. rather make money which, which brings me to the next thing because here we are in the state in the uh in the state of october in the in the, <laughs> we are in the month of october and of course halloween comes up of course, all the scare tactic uh, ads are out again, and I guess Brady Judd is once again saying, "Check your kids' candy for for." In, in my in my day, it was needles and, and razor blades and apples, which was always kind of interesting. <laughs> then, then you had to have wrapped candies. You don't know if somebody's injecting more, something into your lappy tap. More of a tap. chance that they'll pass out something that'll hurt than cannabis. Um, but yeah, uh, one thing that would be cool though for. I think my I lost your, your audio. Okay. Uh, oh, jeez. Well, I'm still showing up there on. Uh, okay, I don't, I don't hear your mom. Your phones. The fuck's happening? A new microphone. Uh, I guess we do need a new microphone. I <laughs> okay. think it's working now. Yeah. Um. But anyways, so one thing you can do to support us on Halloween is come to the Suncoast Normal Halloween <laughs> costume party. Yeah, but wait a minute, wait a minute. Oh, geez. What about our Halloween party? Oh, okay. Is that what you're going to talk about? Now it's on October 28th mm -hmm. from 7 to 11. Yes. And it's going to be a stone soup company. Okay. And uh, what are you going to dress as, Gary? Uh, I don't know because I haven't heard yet if naked is considered a, a costume. Well, please don't show up naked. <laughs> please don't. We The point here is we want people to go to the Halloween costume party. I'll just, I'll, I'll just tell them I'm going, coming as a werewolf. 
<laughs> they never wear pants. I'm gonna go as a pothead. I'm gonna put a pot on my head. Oh, that's good. I was I was gonna get you a Salvador Dali hat uh, mask. So so to match the, your leg. The 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 main the first pl- prize, the first place prize. Yeah, is a hundred bucks, and I think uh, I'm gonna add something cool in there from Jellum. I think it's gonna be something like a magical butter or something like that. Something like real expensive. And so we have raffles. Uh, we have uh, entertainment. Yeah. Now, because of the fact that I'm into jazz and you're Canadians not. Comedians and you can, you, can, you can tell me who we got coming. Um, so it's on this graphic here. It's uh, uh, ever-changing graphic. Um, it's going to be uh, DJ Dez, Greg Roy, Matt Fernandez, and Smokey. So Greg Roy and Smokey, they're reggae and rap artists. But Matt Fernandez is a comedian. And, uh, yeah, it's going <laughs> to... It's going to be a good time, man. It's going to be uh, tons of entertainment. Um, yeah. See, I thought we were going to have a, a Cuban salsa band. Nope. <laughs> but <laughs> well, once, course, again, once again, you're a traitor to your race, but that's okay. Of course, if you want to uh, support us and you can't make it to the Halloween bash on the 28th, um, you can join Suncoast Normal. That's right. Go on our website. You can either get tickets for the Halloween bash on our website or become a member on our site and if you're a member you get that cool gold leaf pen that gary's wearing oh, yeah, right. uh you get 25 percent off of chill and glass entry yep. and uh yeah i believe actually uh no we have a vitp ticket for the halloween bash that if you uh spend 30 bucks on your ticket you're going to uh get a free membership and what do you get with that vip membership bob uh there's a free gift bag and uh the, what do we? What do you get for the membership? Oh, you, well, well, yeah, we can talk about the membership. We can talk about the event. That's cool. I, 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 I'm confused, and I think my mic is going out again. Yeah, so, shit. I'm happy that I ordered new mics. <laughs> <laughs> we are about as high tech as a flea. I tell you that. But that's okay. Okay. Well, but I think that's it for the show. Well, we we we, we thank Senator Brandis for coming on and giving us uh, his view at ten thousand works his last 24 days of being able to cause as much trouble as possible in the Senate. And I wish him luck on doing that. Mm-hmm. And of course we are going to go back to talking about politics and uh, who you should vote for and get more, more politicians in here as we get closer and closer. And next week we'll be talking about the Pigford license. Sweet. And, and talk about how we are doing social equity uh, here in Florida. I, one thing I did want to also mention that's as far as news is concerned, uh, over there on the West Coast right now, Vegas and Nevada, finally, finally, after years, uh, they, they approved their rules, and now they are uh, giving out applications uh, for consumption lounges, which is a great way for Sweet. social equity folks to go ahead and get involved in the business because there is uh, there are licenses both attached to uh, dispensaries and what we call independents, which do not have a connection there. And that allows for people to go ahead and get involved in creating a consumption lounge. And that's not easy to do, of course, because as with any kind of food service situation and all that, but you have to have all the, all the compliance pieces in place. There is some easier way to go ahead and get involved. And I can tell you that because I'm involved in the uh, organization called Bud's Place, which would allow you to have a franchise uh, opportunity uh, in the uh, consumption lounge business where everything is set up for you. 
to make things a lot easier for you. So if you think you, you can get a social equity license, or even if you can't, go ahead and, and PM me. You know how to get a hold of me over here at Suncoast Normal. I can help you uh, move in that direction because we want to see more minority business ownership in this particular industry because right now we're down at about 2%. 2%? Really? Which is outrageous. Absolutely outrageous. It was 4% and it actually dropped down to 2 But uh, yeah, most people getting arrested are still minorities. Yeah, that is true. We always, always say that they, you know, the industry favors people of color. I say we have, not which industry, which color. Uh, man. <laughs> like, I, I, don't, I don't see social, social equity actually getting done right yet. Yeah. Across the country. Yeah, we still got a lot of go ways to go. Well, well my head itches. Uh, on that note, we want to thank you guys for stopping by here on your Sunday. Uh, if you're in church right now, wake up. <laughs> and uh, I just want to play this just to embarrass you. This has been The Rotation, and you have been a part of it. You can be a bigger part of it by joining Suncoast Normal. Suncoast Normal is an organization that can help you make the change that we all need. Go to the Suncoast Normal website and become a member, because that is how you become part of the change. You can find The Rotation podcast on both SoundCloud and iTunes. But you can always join us in the rotation at suncoastnormal.org. At that very website, you can join the cannabis movement by becoming a member of Suncoast Normal, gain access to cannabis events, cannabis info, Normal's legal network, and even a free membership to National, all by joining Suncoast Normal. That website, again, is suncoastnorml.org. You can also find us on social media at Suncoast Normal. Uh, find us on both Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And thank you, Gary. And good night. Good night.